0: Procrastinating, a term most often used by the millennial generation, is a method of putting something off, delaying, or postponing something by taking part in the act of baking. to ProcrastiBaking, a place to talk about our baking obsessions and avoid doing everything else. Coming to you from Southern California, I'm Louisa.
1: and from Eastern North Carolina. I'm Rachel. Hello, Rachel.
0: Hi, how are you? <laughs> I am well. I wanted to tell you a funny story that is somewhat baking related. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you know how I went to Honduras to see my my grandmother, so we stayed for like a week and a half. Yes. And when I got there and I got to her house in the kitchen, there was like a mountain of mangoes. And I was like, oh, how exciting because the mangoes there are like delicious. They have like that darker orange, yellow, Mm. orange color, and they're like really rich. So they're not really anything like the mangoes that we find here. But what was funny is that people kept coming by and bringing more mangoes. It was just like a, <laughs> it was just like a common thing. Like people would drop by and people are always dropping by her house to come say hello or like drop stuff off. And so visitors would come all day, every day and be like, hi, how are you? I brought you some mangoes from my yard because everybody seems to have like mango trees that are easily accessible. And I got to the point where like the table was like overflowing. We probably had like 30 mangoes at one point. And oh my gosh. And then we started to panic. Like, these are all going to go bad. What do we do? We made like smoothies (laughs) and popsicles. And I didn't really have time to bake while I was there. But I don't know. I just, I thought of that story. And I was like, let me ask Rachel what she would do with a bunch of mangoes if she had to get rid of them. (laughs) What baking, what baking projects could we do? Maybe I could pass that along because I'm pretty sure the mango the mango situation is still ongoing i imagine they'd make a really good just like a fruit tart with
1: mangoes just like sliced Mm. in like paint some jelly of some sort on it, like peach or apricot or something maybe Mm, yeah put some pastry cream underneath it or caramel dulce de leche.
0: have you ever done like a mango like a cheesecake with like a mango i feel like that could be good
1: Mm, no but i bet it would be good um when we lived in Pennsylvania, I made mango cupcakes that they were very good. They tasted like biting into a mango.
0: So you had you did you blend it and put it in the cupcake batter?
1: Yeah, it was in the batter and in the frosting.
0: That sounds really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was just a lot of fruit, which is great. But <laughs> <laughs> my dad you would like ice cream with it too. I bet start cutting. You could make ice cream. Yeah, yeah. The popsicles we made were. Delicious. And they, we didn't really add much sugar because they're naturally so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hot there this time of year, too. So really, ice cream would be a good, a good idea. But they don't have an ice cream machine. So it would have to be, like, old school. Yeah. Churning by hand. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever made ice cream that way?
1: No. I've seen people do it. Like, I think when you and I went to that lake house with some friends, they made ice cream. But it was electric, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, it was a churn one, but I think it churned itself. Like, it was, like, and my grandmother used to have one of was, like, it looked wooden on the outside, but the inside was electric. All I've ever done is, like, shaking ice cream, like, in a Ziploc bag. You can shake it? We did that at school, like, in second or third grade. Um yeah. You, like, put some kind of salt in, a like, a gallon bag, and then inside of that put another bag with, like, the ice cream ingredients, and you just, like, shake it like crazy, and it turns into ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds... That sounds fun.
1: Yeah, it was so messy, but
0: it was fun. I was probably absent that day in second grade. I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. I was present for that day in third grade when we learned how to square dance or whatever. I would have preferred to be oh, there for yeah. the ice cream day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more fun. <laughs> okay, the only other thing I'll make this quick because then I want to hear what you've been up to, but yesterday we went to Porto's. Because Ooh. I know I, I pretended like you were there with me um, <laughs> because Raul's brother was in town visiting and we were like, well, mm. oh, you got to go to Portals while you're here. So we went and they gave us the wrong bakery order. So we ended oh. up, we ended up with like double the amount of baked goods that we expected because they let us keep the incorrect order and then just brought us our correct order. So we ordered like the guava and cream cheese pastries. Yes. Um the cheese, like the quesitos, the cheese roll-ups, and then oh, yeah. the chicken croquetas. And then on top of that, they brought us more croquetas and these two ginormous Ooh. chocolate croissants. Ooh. They're like huge. So we have all that just like sitting <laughs> in the kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> which is exciting, but also overwhelming. Um, But I'm going to try them later tonight, I think, the croissants. I'll let you know how they are.
1: Yeah, I'm interested.
0: You'll have to let me know.
1: I remember the croquetas. They were very good.
0: They're so good. Yeah. Okay. So you've been up to some exciting baking activity. I've been doing a lot of baking.
1: Um, (laughs) Last night I made a peanut butter pie for my husband to take on his trip. Um, I made over right before the weekend, I made approximately 160 cookies slash cookie bars. Oh my um, goodness. For a fundraiser. Um, I made brave tarts, peanut butter cookies, which she blends up honey roasted peanuts into her cookies. Um, so they had a really strong peanutty flavor. They were good. I made um, the chocolate chunk cookies that I always make. I made the blondies that we've come to like that have the M&Ms in them. And I made just my normal brownie recipe, too. Very nice. Oh, and then, you know, I wasn't doing enough baking and saw um, the baconer who also bakes for Soldier's Angels posted this recipe that kind of looked like the cosmic brownies, but she called them Mm -hmm. like fudgy brownies or ooey gooey brownies because they only used egg whites instead of egg yolks. And with all the baking I'd done, I hadn't had extra egg whites. So I was like, oh, I'll just make those. And she put um, to make them kind of get the cosmic brownie look. She put the mini M&Ms on top, but I had some leftover chocolate covered sunflower seeds. So I put those on top Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were so cute. And they were ooey gooey. Um, They could have used a little more (laughs) chocolate. Like the very first bite of them, I was like, ooh, ooey gooey. But in the second bite, I was like, where's the chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) It was just gooey, no gooey. Yeah. So I made those two. um, And they went to the bake sale. They went to um, the care package for the soldier. And I feel like I did a third thing with them, but I must not have. Must have been just the two things.
0: Okay. Wow, I'm impressed. And also... I want to know what your kitchen looked like after all of this <laughs> <So> <laughs> I many did bowls. it in
1: stages. So it wasn't so bad. Like one day I made both the cookie doughs and put them in the freezer. And then the next day I made a double batch of the blondies. And then the next batch I made all the br- next day I made all the brownies and then baked off the cookies. So it wasn't too bad.
0: That's cool. Did you happen to get any feedback from anybody you sold it to about what they thought?
1: Um, um, everybody loves the blondies. Um, my sister requested the blondies as her birthday, quote unquote, cake. Um, but she made a request. She wants them without the M&Ms and with pretzel bites, like chopped up pretzels
0: inside. Oh, okay. So and, we'll uh, for her. when did, where did the blondie recipe come from?
1: Um, it's the peanut butter M&M one that we have based off of, um, the original recipe comes from Sally's baking recipe
0: oh you've given me this i made them for something yes yes
1: yes. but it's got chocolate chips and m&ms in there but i think she just uses racy pieces so it's adapted slightly but it's her base recipe cool well
0: i'm very proud of you that's a lot it was a lot (laughs) (laughs) but it was for a good cause and it sounds like you got to try a lot of different things which is fun
1: yeah I was excited to try the um, peanut butter cookies I've been wanting to try those for a while so that was
0: good yeah I don't own any Brave Tart books but the more I learn about Brave Tart the more I'm like okay this is impressive
1: yeah she's got her blog though so you could try out plenty of recipes on there
0: from there yeah yeah that's a good place to start (laughs) This season, we are reviving our Procrasti-Baking book club and would love for you to read and bake along with us. This season's cookbook selection is Midwest Made by Shauna Siever. Let's share what our cookbook selections were for this episode. You go first. Okay. I made her candy bar baklava, which use. it is very like not traditional baklava. I think the only thing that is consistent is the use of the phyllo dough. Um, But instead of pistachio, we're using um, crushed cocktail peanuts. And um, we are using Nutella. So it's like very sweet and dense. Um, the, The glaze was still like a honey Honey based glaze, so that seemed pretty consistent um, it was good I mean it's very different and it I think I told you this but i I liked her intro to this recipe in the book where she talks about how she's i think she's like an eighth Greek, but she was like that's mm-hmm. Greek enough that people like look at me or hear my my maiden name and and know like I have Greek heritage, but I'm not too Greek that I get into trouble by by changing up such a traditionally Greek recipe like baklava, which I thought was super funny. Um, so it's definitely like a, a spin-off, but it was good. I love, I mean, I love Nutella who doesn't like Nutella. And I feel like the Nutella with the peanuts and the phyllo dough and the honey glaze, it was just, it's good. Um, it is like so rich though. Mm, I bet. So I do think like if I'm given the option, I would, I would choose like a traditional baklava, which I haven't remade since we made it together like <laughs> 10 years ago. I don't even know how I long know, <laughs> um, But it was good. It was a crowd pleaser too. I got to offer it to different friends and it didn't disappoint. So I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. It it does sound like it's very far from the traditional one, um, but I like chocolate. So I would definitely try it, but I'm with you. The,
0: the original one is so good and it's not super heavy. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about like pistachio. Mm-hmm. I just really love the flavor. I don't use pistachio nearly enough, but I would always choose that every time. But this was a fun like experiment to try. Okay. So let's hear about your your Midwest made bake. So
1: I made her canvas caramel blondies, which are caramelized dish in flavor. There's no actual caramel in the blondies. There's not a caramel layer or caramel chips or anything like that. Uh, but they're good. It's like a good blondie base recipe. And then she says, you know, use X amount of cups of mixed ends, you know, chocolate chips, nuts, your caramel, <laughs> caramel, uh, pieces, whatever you want to do. Um, but there is no like caramel in the base. Um, they were good. They went over well at work. Um, Mike liked them. Um, because they were not super chocolatey. They just had the chocolate chips in them. So hmm.
0: um,
1: I think I, I, I like the peanut butter blondies that we make better. But if I wanted something without peanut butter in them, this would be a good one to do.
0: Okay, I like that. Um, I'm glad we're doing this deep dive because I think I wouldn't have been like motivated to go beyond some of the like, what am I trying to say? Like there's some really popular recipes from her book that I've seen like floating around baking blogs and that kind of thing. But I feel like I would not have paid attention to the baklava. And I don't know if you feel like that with like the canvas blondies, but it's nice that we're being forced to do this deep dive because you have to (laughs) consider some of those recipes that I think get hidden among the book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like in
1: this instance, I was looking for a quicker recipe Um, so I picked these, um, because the cookies I wanted to make, I didn't have all the ingredients for, and, um, I was on a time crunch. So I didn't want to do the, the cherry bar thing. I'm waiting to make those. I'm going to make those, but they just look so time consuming. Like they're probably not, but they just look like they are. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, I had to pick something (laughs) that was there, even though it wasn't, I didn't mark it when
0: I went through the first time. Yeah. (laughs) You needed extra time for the other 500 things you made. the same weeks (laughs) all the other cookies yes (laughs) that's true yeah I will say out of everything we've made I still think the first thing I made the the danishes is is still my favorite so we'll see we'll see if anything can top that
1: This season, we are exploring bakes that were awarded handshakes on the Great British Bake Off. Today's handshake-worthy bake comes from Season 5, where the bakers made rum babas for the signature challenge. Peter was awarded a handshake for his strawberry and elderflower babas. Ooh. So, which, I don't know if you uh-huh. saw a picture of his babas. They were rectangular.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, so I think he
1: just used the dough and did his own
0: shape. Interesting. Well, I saw a video clip of where, I guess, Paul and Mary Berry were, like, talking about the rumbabas, and they were, like, flatter than I expected. Like, um, like they looked like thick pancake-type situation, not the way that ours turned out. But,
1: oh.
0: but I guess, is that mold, is the rumbaba mold shaped that way? I don't know. I don't know. The I didn't realize I'll they could no, I mean,
1: maybe well, so I looked up a couple, and one kind of looked like, um, oh, what are those things called? The pastries they're like straight up and down. Um, I saw a picture of them today on Instagram. They look like you know those containers that ketchup come in when you get it to go order. <laughs> like the plastic uh, ones, but like a little longer.
0: Um, that some looks of like, them look a- like that like a ketchup is that
1: what you said like a ketchup yeah like a to-go container like the come in the little plastic
0: um
1: cir- circular containers not the squeeze tubes like a keurig pod type thing but taller <laughs> <laughs> I-, <laughs> I think oh, so oh a canal is it a canal let me look okay yeah yes okay c-a-n-e-l-e-l-e the, oh from Baba, they kind of look similar the mold kind of looks similar to a canal
0: okay yes I just googled it too yes you're right <laughs> so I guess I'm confused as to how we can have many variations you're right I just looked at Peter's and his is rectangle which is interesting but a okay, lot of so. them did
1: the, the ones like we did a lot of them came out looking like that
0: yeah okay well that was a fun roller coaster to figure out <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about um okay do you want to go first and talk about your rum baba experience sure
1: I used the recipe from the magic whisk and their picture is what captivated me because they had a chocolate rum syrup on their rum baba Ooh, the chocolate rum sauce was fantastic I had extra so of course I had it on like ice cream later um, I feel like I dipped something else. Oh, I dipped my strawberries in it. I had fresh strawberries and I dipped them in the chocolate rum sauce and they were really good. I think overall the cake needs more rum in the cake. Like I expected to have like a rum cake flavor and it was difficult to pipe.
0: Yes, I, my recap is basically the same as yours. Difficult, <laughs> difficult to pipe. I, it's like chew, like the, the texture yeah, it of mine. And I was but like, It was what thicker I, than do- that I felt like. Oh, for sure. And I like had the piping tip on and I was like, absolutely not. This is not working. <laughs> and no, in no way will this work. So I had to just like shove it in there with my hands and a spatula, Same. which definitely affected like, you'll see it when we post pictures, you'll see like some imperfections like on the outside, just because it wasn't, wasn't piped in there. Um, and I agree it needed more rum. It tasted good, and I think the presentation looks really pretty with, like, the whipped cream. Mine didn't have the the rum sauce, which sounds really good. Um, I just did, like, the classic whipped cream with the berries on top, but it looks really pretty. It just needs more rum. It's a pretty
1: party dessert.
0: Yeah. um, I know we already shared this on our social media, but our friend Chad took one home and then filled himself eating it, (laughs) (laughs) which was funny, so... He seemed to like it, and I liked just Ooh. looking at them. Like, once I had finished them, I just liked yes. glancing at them on the countertop, so they were fun. I would actually, now that I'm reading Peter's recipe, um, strawberry and elderflower sounds like a really nice pairing for flavors. So if I made them again, maybe I would try this this pairing. Um,
1: you know what I just noticed is that Dave made a mango one. Um, well, he called oh. it a
0: savaran,
1: which I think the difference is the mold choice. He made a tequila, okay. mango, and passion fruit
0: one. Tequila? Huh. Tequila's tricky to bake with. Yeah. I actually don't, I don't think I've ever used tequila. I don't think I ever have either. I imagine it's probably in his syrup. I see. Yeah. So it's like significantly reduced, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds cool. So yeah, these are like, they're fun. Like you said, they're good for a party. So I would bookmark these and, and make them again for uh for an upcoming party if i ever host one (laughs) it's been a a while (laughs) most of our get-togethers have been like oh you guys want to get pizza or a cheese tray i haven't done anything that involves like actual hosting um
1: but if i do i will make these yes i agree i'll i'll pull these out again i like the whipped cream on top so they look nice
0: Season procrastinating takes on some unique baking challenges. For this episode's challenge, we tackled Japanese gem candy. These were fun to make. They were fun to make. I thought they were going to be super stressful, so I'm glad they were not. They were so easy. I was shocked at like how simple they are. Disclaimer, though, I didn't do the cutting. I I passed that along. I think you did too. To the (laughs) The husbands did like the shaping of the gem. Yeah, um, I
1: did a few because I wanted to see um, what it, you know, how it would go. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go. So Mike did most of it.
0: <laughs> I didn't even try. I was like, forget it. I'm not, this is not my specialty. Um, So I made them um, and I did like the, I chose the colors for the swirl. I did like, um, I did blue, green and like a little red, pink in mine. I Um, saw yours today they're so pretty thanks I thought yours were really beautiful I saw yours before I had even made mine and I was like holy cow I didn't know that like was extra motivation because I kind of put this one off because I thought it was going to be super difficult and then I saw your pictures and the colors in yours are just like really pretty and the shaping looks really good so I was like okay this looks like it'll be fun (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, I think they're so cool. I could definitely see like, if you made like a unicorn type of cake or like, ai don't even know. I was thinking like space, but I don't think that's. Yeah, like thinking. the colors could be like a galaxy cake or something. Yes, like exactly. So I just didn't have flavoring for mine, like candy flavoring, which I guess would have made them edible. Like mine didn't taste like anything <laughs> because they had no flavor. I mean, that's, I did use like lemon oil just to see if it would turn out, but I didn't like the flavor of that in these. Mm-hmm. So
1: I, my recipes that had be used flavored water for the water, you know, that you start with and it smelled great while
0: I was cooking, but it tastes like nothing in the candy. Yeah. The flavor, we, we will work on that. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine flavored water is robust enough t- to carry through. Right. Right. Yeah. It would have needed
1: like complimentary drops of flavor, I think. Yeah. Um, Did you, so my recipe had me like pour some, like, you know, mix up my colors and then pour the first layer of a color into the pan and then chill it and then pull it back out and do the second layer. It had me chill it for five minutes and that was not enough time. Like my second layer, like just fell straight through my first layer.
0: Oh, mine did not have me do it in layers. Um, oh, no. Mine just like swir- made me, I swirled it in. Yeah, I just did little bits uh-huh. of drops um, and I spread them out and then I swirled it with like a toothpick. Um, that sounds cool. Like the layers to get more of a consistent color mixture yeah. throughout, I guess. Yeah.
1: But I, like, I like yours. Yours look real to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I don't know I didn't really I didn't really think too much of the technique regarding the color mixture so that's interesting that's that's more time consuming though because you have to wait in between right yeah
1: so yeah am I it was hard for me to gauge like how many drops of pink to add because I was hoping for like an opaque pink and I got like a kool-aid pink
0: <laughs> mm, yeah
1: whereas the blue like in, in its individual jar, the blue looked like teal. And then once it cool, like cooled off and stuff, it was like almost like a Navy purplish color. Interesting.
0: Yeah. You know what? I kind of did have a similar experience, um, with the darker colors. Like I was a bit too heavy handed Mm -hmm. on one side of the dish versus another, because on one side it was like really dark blue, green. And then by the other side, I had kind of figured out how to do it correctly. So I I would say like, like a fourth of my tray was not, I wouldn't say it's not usable, but I just noticed like the colors weren't as interesting because I just, it was basically all just dark colors. So there's a bit of an art to getting like the, the color mixed in the right way.
1: Yeah. I think this would be fun to do with slightly older children.
0: (laughs) yeah maybe, maybe like 10 year olds or something yeah I think they would get a kick out of it and then I thought your little gummy molds like the gummy bear oh, molds yeah. were so cute so yeah that, I did that some, could be super cute. I did some like the crystals
1: and then did gummies and stars just to see because I wasn't even sure how they would do with the molds um but they did great so like if you wanted to do a theme party this would be a good base recipe to make whatever kind of gummies you wanted to make
0: yeah for sure
1: did you just get a crust to it? Like, mine told me I had to leave it out for three days at, like, uncovered at room
0: temperature,
1: and it would crust on the outside and then be squishy on the inside. Did that
0: happen for you? I did not get a crust. Um, I saw that mine that, too, and I, I didn't see that with mine. Did you?
1: No, no.
0: Yeah. So... That will remain an unknown. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I kept watching for it and I was like, it looks the same to me. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when this is supposed to happen, but. um, Oh, you added less. Lust- no, I saw your note.
1: Yeah, I did use luster dust.
0: You did, Yeah. yeah.
1: That's like the, I had silver luster dust, um, which is why I was going for a lighter pink. And, um, yeah. But it ended up looking okay. It looked good. Yeah. here's so the beautiful. silver
0: is the luster dust. That's cool. Thank you for listening to this batch of procrasti We hope we've provided some food for thought for your next procrasti project. As always, the links and photos discussed in this episode can be found in our show notes. Procrastinate with us on Facebook and Instagram while you wait for our next episode to rise.
1: We will release new episodes, First and Third Fridays, on your favorite platform. Tune in for a fresh batch of procrasti featuring another quest update for the best cinnamon rolls, another vintage bake, and procrastinating Takes On Challenge. Until next time, stay sweet.
0: This has been Procrastibaking. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a good review. You can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and many more. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed directly from our website at procrastibakingpodcast.com Also feel free to follow us and give us your feedback on social media on Instagram at, at podcast and Facebook at facebook.com slash procrastibakingpodcast Procrastibaking is hosted and created by Rachel Rhodes and Luisa Gonzalez. Produced and edited by Raul Sabios, theme music by Alex Walker Smith, and show artwork by Rob Demers.